Hi, Black Hollywood Live fans. Today we've got a mixed legal bag for the Kardashian-Jenner clan. One wins, one loses, and we find out the real reason, using air quotes, why Suge claims Dre has tried to get him killed. That and more on today's Justice is Served. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives. Justice is Served. Hello, Justin, Justice fans, and welcome to another episode of Justice is Served, where we serve you up the latest in legal news from this week. My name is Chelsea Galicia. I am joined by my co-host and fellow attorney, Shaka Smith. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Very good. I, uh, I guess I want to just jump right in to uh, the, the top story, which was very ironic for me, given... The conversation last week. Yeah, with uh, Judge Archuleta. Yes, or well, she's a, running for. Yes, yeah. she's a DA, Deborah Archuleta. If you didn't see our show from last week, make sure you do see that one because it was a cool episode where we spent virtually 45 minutes an hour with her talking about her experience, part of which includes being the head of the stalking unit, um, taking care of these like celebrity stalking cases, yeah. which are constantly in the news. And we mentioned briefly the Kendall Jenner. Yeah. Uh, this situation. And I asked Deborah specifically, and it's so funny that the case came down to this very issue. What's the difference between a trespasser and a stalker? Yeah. And so she kind of told us that it had to do with numerosity of times they were found and the threatening nature um, of that interaction. Yeah. And so it looks like the court found here that uh, Siobhan McKenzie, who was arrested following Kendall Jenner up to her uh, up her driveway, yeah. um, they found he was not a stalker. Um, and so he was found not guilty, and uh, he is on a restraining order for the next five years. Right. He's got to stay away for her, but from her, but he found not guilty, and I guess he'll be released November 10th. Yeah, so it was interesting to me. I, I have a couple of, I don't know how, how much insight it is, but Kendall lives across the street from my friend. It's over near, I don't really know if I should be saying this because it might <laughs> help more stalkers. Uh-huh. Anyway, if you're in L.A., you don't know where the Chateau Marmont is. It's near there. So it's a very small street, and if you look to her house, you can't even see it. You have to go through a long driveway. All you just see is this big gate. you got to go through the gate. I don't know how far because there's like a house there, but you have to go around it to get to her house. And so apparently she one night went in there. Ironically that she went alone that night because my friend is constantly annoyed by how many people are at Kendall Jenner's house. I'm sure. <laughs> and, and and she's had to go across the street and be like, my two-year-old is sleeping. Knock this <laughs> stuff off. And Kendall has been apologetic and has sent her sort of sorry gifts to yeah. make up for it. But she's never really alone. Yeah. So it was ironic that this particular yeah. evening she came home alone and this guy followed her in the driveway and then apparently was banging on the window and she testified that she was petrified out of her mind never been so scared in her life and that very quickly became a trial i mean this whole thing happened within months quickly yeah and she gets up there and retells this story and says how scared she was she's never been so scared in her life and yet the verdict is not yeah. guilty yeah. of stalking. Well, I mean, I, I guess a reasonable person has to find the behavior um, by the defendant threatening. And, you know, if 
I guess knocking on the window wasn't enough. There was no actual threat or maybe there was no threat yeah. of violence or harm. Yeah. So, so that apparent that's what I, I, I briefly talked to, to Deborah about this. I said, yeah. hey, we just had talked about this. Any insight on this? And she, I thought that maybe they they didn't find him guilty of stalking because this was an um, only incident. I know no, that he... No, but I think he's been following her. But he'd been following her, but... You can't just, I mean, it's not just following. It's like following in a threatening manner. Yeah. So maybe I thought maybe this was the only time that it was a threatening manner. The other time was just annoying and following but didn't quite meet the threshold of stalking. And so, therefore, there wasn't enough of a pattern set to call this stalking behavior. Yeah. But apparently the real reason it looks like the jury went this way is because they didn't find that it was a real credible threat to her safety. Yeah, knocking on the window, yeah. Although, so. dear God, that would and, scare me. And likely this was a fan, maybe just someone who wanted to meet her, you know. But you never know what you're coming up against. Yes. And it's a stranger, and according to his own mom, he's got mental health issues. Yeah. And so... So thankfully it looks like she will be flying him back to VA to address some of those issues. Yeah. But um, that... I, I would be really bummed if I was her. Like, that doesn't count as stalking. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it must be difficult for jurors to really put themselves in that situation and to sort of be her in that mindset of coming home alone. And I mean, because we normal folk don't have that kind of issue. And and we don't have those sort of like fans. So essentially, I think it really turned on that threatening nature. This person probably was just a genuine fan. Did this happen before or after Kim's robbery? I believe this was after. So that would be another reason. Oh no, why. this would have happened before her robbery. I, it, I remember they were being yeah. very close yeah. in time, but I mean, if this had happened after, to have that mindset of my sister just yeah. got held up and here comes this guy, oh dear God! So uh, it is uh, not that th- there are some major drawbacks to being oh, a celebrity of, yeah. of this kind. Um, so the guy wasn't convicted of stalking, but he was convicted of trespassing. Yeah, so ironic because that was the question that I. Had asked, and so I guess he just came onto property that he wasn't welcome on, and that was it. Yeah, at the end of the day, the authorities will be monitoring his whereabouts as long as he's in California until uh, until he goes back to Virginia. So, yeah, at least she can get some sort of sense of safety from that. Yeah, and then for for weeks, and I I think they may be back, but after that, there was constant 24-7, you know, a guy in a car parked in front of my friend's place. Who was, you know, a, a nice guy and helped walk the dog, um, but was <laughs> there like just 24-7 just watching over. And it's not even watching the house because from the street you can't see the house. It's just watching over this gate. Yeah. And I think um, that's back now. Yeah. Uh, and and a lot of people kind of is a nuisance for the whole neighborhood. Yeah. But, I mean, really you have so, this sort of huge type of celebrity now with social media. And with social media, people know your whereabouts. So yeah. it's... You know, it's kind of a perfect storm, so you have to be vigilant. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of, of vigilant, apparently Suge had to be vigilant uh, mm. uh, because Dre was out to kill him. Yeah. So we had talked before about this. Uh, I don't. It wasn't a case before. It was just sort of something that was being said. Yeah. And so how we got this new story about why is because of this wrongful death claim involving... Suge Knight. Uh, and... Um, uh, what, Terry, uh, uh, why I can't Terry remember. Carter? Thank Terry you. Carter, the, Blanking uh, on his name. So this was a cross complaint. complaint. Yeah. So I remember being confused about this in law school. So <laughs> if you, if I sue you, yeah. and you sue me back 
that's a counterclaim. Counter, yeah. But if I sue you and and another defendant, let, let's say it was Yemi. Yeah. And then I believe Yemi should is at fault. So then that is a cross complaint. Yeah. All right, so you can keep this all straight now. So in the original claim, it was Terry Carter's family yeah. suing Suge, Dre, Ice Cube. And we've yeah. talked about now that everybody but uh, um, Suge Knight has been dropped from the case. Right. Yeah. So it's a little bit bizarre that at this point he can do a cross-complaint to another defendant that isn't in the claim anymore, but yeah. I guess he did. So out of that wrongful death claim, yeah. he has filed a cross-complaint against... Dr. Dre, Dre yeah. for trying to kill him. Yeah. Why does he say that Dre's been trying to kill him? Well, so he says that he and Dr. Dre had a lifetime management agreement, um, and he was supposed to get 30% for, um, for his life. His whole life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for the rest of his life. And and obviously, after Dr. Dre parted ways with Suge Knight, Dr. Dre certainly didn't honor that agreement, and he's had he had the billion dollars from the Apple, from selling beats to Apple. And so he wants 30% of that. He wants 30% of the proceeds from Straight Outta Compton. Any money that Dre has made uh, since Shug he's been paid in the 90s. 30%. 30%. And, you know, if, if his lifetime agreement is held to be valid, he should get it, right? Well, <laughs> uh, well, that's a good question. But here's the thing with contracts. We all normally, or at least when I, before I went to law school, I thought you, you come up with a contract because that legally <clears throat> binds you to an agreement. And yeah. that the contract is about creating an agreement that you can't get out of. Yeah. But truthfully, an agreement, part of it is it walks you through the steps of getting out of the agreement. Yeah. Because in the law, it is sometimes economically sound to break an agreement and you just have to have a way to unravel it or to un unwind it. Yeah. And every contract is like that. I mean, how many people take a vow to get married and spend the rest of their days with somebody? Exactly. And, and we don't hold people to that contract for their whole life. There's a way out of that. Yeah, yeah. Courts don't like lifetime contracts. We, we like we don't like to be restrictive on people to the extent that they're covered beyond a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. You know, so typically in management agreements, you'll see a manager does is entitled to uh, to their percentage maybe two or three years after the and, and relationship has ended because there, yeah. there is something to be said for the manager's work continuing to have, you know, you, you getting the fruits after the work has been done. Uh, but, yeah, a lifetime. It's a, been like 20 years yeah, now, right? 96 was, was the last time that they had seen each other or talked to each other. And so, so literally 20 years. Yeah. Later, and he and he wants that thirty percent for the entire interim. I don't see how he would get it. I mean, there because you there's got to be two sides to a contract. Right. If we agree to, if I agree to pay you thirty percent, there's a reason, right? right? It's because you've done something, some kind of work that helped get me that deal in the first first place. It's consideration. It's it's a give and take. You can't just have one side agree, exactly. I'm going to pay you 30%. For the rest, uh, after the work is long ended, I'm no longer receiving the fruits from the work that you put in. And, right. and how this is connected, because it might seem a little disjointed. We, how do we get to this? We, we're we're uh, talking about death and 30% of a billion dollars. How did we get here? And so we got here because he says... The reason he ran over Terry Carter is because a man by the name of Cleese Sloan and Jimmy Chris rushed the car um, armed to kill Suge Knight and that they were sent by Dr. Dre. So that's how we get into the 30%. Except the problem is is that um, Suge had been asked to leave the set before and he came back. Yeah. This was a second encounter. Yeah, but it, but if what caused him to swerve were two armed men that were sent by Dr. Dre. Except in that in the video that we saw, <laughs> well, I, at least I didn't see anything. So, yeah. I mean, that's a, a question of fact for the jury to decide exactly. whether there was any gun around. But 
I don't remember seeing one. I mean, it's been a couple years now. I mean, right? Was yeah. it 2015 no. or very early in 2015? Yeah. Um, and I don't believe that there there was. Uh, so it's it seems a bit of a stretch to me. Yeah. Because then if, if Suge really fe- felt that Dre owed him all this money, go to court. Yeah. And right? He, That's and he, what it's for. Well, and he, but he wanted to tie it to this this reason behind the murder, you know, or behind why why he ran over Terry Carter. He also alleges that in August of 2014, that uh, when he was shot in the abdomen seven times, that, oh, yeah. that was also by um, Dr. That was Dre's. that VMA party right here. Um, I'm not sure where that was. I think that might have been by, I think it might have been a fast food place, and they called it the murder... Cafe or no? So that's where he ran over Terry Carter. Was okay. at the Tam's Burger joint. Okay, and I I am so not um, in with the club names anymore. But come on, the one on Sunset that took over Key Club. Come on, it's oh, a big. You're talking. Was it Hyde? Uh, no, not Hyde? no. Bootsy Bellows. No, older than that. Oh dear <laughs> God! I need to get in with the club names just so that I can do this show better. I can't. Rem- believe that I'm forgetting but, but yeah. it's gonna it's gonna come to me but so August 2014 he was shot seven times and he yeah, also a, blames it on Dre right okay so I don't think this is gonna go anywhere this is the 30 percent for perpet in perpetuity yeah. not gonna go anywhere because even if if he were to sue and win mm-hmm. like let's just say I when you were you know 18 years old Chaka <laughs> we signed something I said for I get 30 percent for the rest of your life and you stop paying. If I sue you, I might get something. Yeah. But I'm not going to get 30% for the rest of your life. No. A judge is very unlikely to force specific performance on really any kind of contract, and especially this kind of contract. Yeah, they might give you maybe two to three years, you know, unless you can show, um, you know, a particular client re-upped with them because of your, your services. Right. So his claim that... Dre was going so far to try and avoid this 30% that he was trying to get him killed. And that Apple and Universal purposely kept Suge Knight's name out of the various deals they had because they wanted to avoid having his name associated with their companies because they thought it would be bad for business. Okay, yeah, maybe. That could be true, and that has nothing to do with whether he's really owed the 30%. Yeah, I think he's trying to say it speaks to a coordinated attempt to block him from this money that he's owed. Well, I mean... Hello. Yeah. If you really thought that, why didn't you file a, a lawsuit before? Yeah. And I think he might have, and then it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. So uh, that one, I don't think I th- it's it's a long shot. I think it maybe just gives him something to think about while he's struggling in jail because yeah. this is not going to yeah, end well for him. Yeah, I don't see it going anywhere. Okay, and so now back to the. Kendall, um, well, Jenner, Kardashian legal stories. This week, Kim won, basically, a lawsuit that she filed against a gossip site that tried to say her robbery was a staged fake that she did to try and get some insurance money. Yeah, media takeout on this website, it's it's very popular, and, uh, you know, their stories are always kind of, you know, very explosive, so... uh, they were publishing stories that Kim Kardashian lied about this robbery, and then that she then lied to the insurance um, company, and that she filed what was it a five point six million dollar um, insurance claim. Uh, so these were serious charges, essentially leveled against her um, in public that people were believing. I know people still talk about whether or not this robbery was real, and so you can imagine from her standpoint, 
that she was traumatized and she felt like she wanted a full public retraction. And she got it in exchange for dropping the lawsuit. Yeah, it doesn't really happen yeah. that often. First of all, it hardly ever happens that celebrities sue for this kind of thing because it's very difficult for them to prove. We yeah. talk about it a lot on this show about how they've got to sh show uh, a malicious intent behind lying or, or serious disregard for the truth. Exactly. And it's a very hard burden to meet. And it must have been that Media Takeout thought that she stood a chance of proving that because they not only deleted the story, but they went on and did a, a full uh, um, apology that I'm certain uh, Kardashian's lawyer wrote. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it was long, and it was it was like we took it down, and it, re we, it really hit point by point that she didn't lie. The robbery was real. She, you know, no one should. Um, really second-guess someone in this kind of traumatic, exp uh, the traumatic experience she, she um, received. So it really kind of point by point was like broke down any any uh, idea that there was something untoward going on. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of, I, I, I wish they still would have had not to pay her money because it's not like we think she... And, and she but, they may have paid her money. We don't know. That part of the settlement has been um, kind of kept mum, so we yeah, have no idea what... Yeah, that's true. But I mean, both I hope... parties have been uh, mutually satisfied is what uh, the official statement was. All right. So even though the lawsuit was dropped, it's essentially a win for her because oh, she you know, got what she, she and, wanted. And it will probably have a chilling effect on media takeout and some other websites uh, to report very honestly and fairly when they do in yeah. the future. Do you think that people will take uh, media takeout stories with a larger grain of salt now that they have been forced to apologize? Oh, yeah, certainly, especially if it's like an expose type story, yeah. I think so. All right. I mean, I just, I mean, it's too bad that that's sort of what does really well and not the truth. Well, unfortunately, you know, the Kardashian name is, you know, good business, especially in media. So if people can find a way to use that and sensationalize something, then they may just take up that opportunity. But now they know they may have some consequences to pay. Yeah. Well, apparently Kim was doing well enough today where... Uh, she tweeted? She, well, no. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that, that Kanye was out of the house having a, a fun lunch today where I just... Saw him at, at Nobu. Yeah, you're sitting next to him. Yeah, so he and apparently Kim's doing well enough to where he went out to Nobu with it. With looked like it was a Scooter Braun. Well, did you ask him to with. come on the show? I, I thought about it, and, <laughs> no. but I did not. No, no. <laughs> Connie will not be on. You'll <laughs> right. What would I ask him to talk about? The various legal cases surrounding <laughs> the Kardashians and Jenner. Say anything? Hey, you know, you can weigh in. No, I don't think so. But I did want to ask him why he left a massive piece of miso cod. <laughs> I, I was about to go over there and take it. It was just such a shame to see such a big, beautiful piece of fish left behind. But anyway, um, very L.A. lunch of me, right, yeah. to see him at Nobu. All right. And finally, this $10 billion yeah. lawsuit leveled by Byron Allen has overcome a pretty big hurdle. Yep. We talked about this, gosh, a while ago, right when this claim was filed. Byron Allen's got this entertainment company, and he has tried to get his shows sold to cable or DirecTV, and, and people have been like, meh or yeah. nah, and, and offered him much less money than he sees um, white. I mean... Then they didn't take the offer. They didn't take the offer for... And and he is claiming that it's you know it's a discrimination because he's got a lot of uh, black you know content media shows and things of that nature and so he has sued for ten billion dollars. Yeah, and the case was allowed to continue. Uh, you know, California federal judge 
George Wu found that there may be some grounds here that the uh, charter uh, may have been in violation of Section 1981 of the Civil Rights Act. Um, and so the, the question really comes down to freedom of speech uh, versus, versus the Civil Rights Act. Here and whether or not, it, how, in what way you can curtail that, and so it, it kind so of. So this is about charter communication, a cable company getting to decide to accept or pass on content that it's asked yeah. to carry. So does the civil does that um, section say that you must now consider me um, as a, an African American? Does that infringe on your freedom of speech if your speech is something that you get to regulate and you get to determine? Then you should not have to have any limits on that. And so it was a case called Hurley that had to deal with a parade, and I guess a gay group wanted to be involved in the parade, and the Supreme Court found that due to the fact that the parade organize, organizers were able to determine their own content and have their own, their own speech, that that would be infringement on them, so they were not allowed to march in that parade. And so whether or not this would be of the same... Of, so Charter would want to use Hurley to say, look, we get to decide what content, what speech, this is our yeah. deal. And, to, and, and George Wu found, you know... That parade and those organizers had a discrete message. But when you're a cable company and you're putting just different shows on different networks, it's not quite the same as having a speech, an intended speech, and an intended sort of message as a cable company. Yeah. And so I got that argument, and I think, uh, and that's why largely George will let it continue. Yeah. This is going to be a very tough case. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that it overcame one big hurdle like this yeah. is actually. Big news if you're following this story. Yeah, and we know that Byron Allen had sued AT and T before, and they settled, and he got some of his uh, cha- some of his programming on Directv. So it's not unprecedented for him to you know maybe not to win here. So they may be looking to, towards settlement because ten million dollars certainly is <laughs> a hefty price to pay. Yes. Yes, yes. So that brings us to the end of the of the stories that I had here on our rundown. It feels like there's fewer legal stories in the news, unless it's related to Trump or Hillary. We don't really. Oh yeah, I think hear that yeah that dominated much. much of the news cycle. And then we do hear a lot about these like Trump accusers, but until these actually become real lawsuits, there's really not much for us yeah. to talk about. Yeah. There's nothing in the way of you know evidence to weigh. I mean, it really, at this point, it's just people saying it happened, it didn't happen, and yeah. him saying it didn't happen. And so people ask me, why don't you guys cover that on the show? And it's like, it's, it's just all talk at this point. There's yeah. nothing actually legal. Yeah, and you have the political show. Yes, we yeah. do. Trump versus Hillary, so Tuesday that, nights. Yeah, so that is where you can buzz. get some of that. Yeah. yeah. But even, st- even still, I mean, it's, there's... It, some of these women are represented by attorneys like Gloria yeah. Allred and her daughter Lisa Bloom, yeah. and I'm sure there will be lawsuits. But a lot of them are being prepared to respond to lawsuits yeah. because he is uh, claiming that he's going to sue them. And yeah, so they're exactly. gearing up to protect and defend themselves. Yeah, he's got a number of legal <laughs> legal cases on the horizon I'm sure we'll be covering. I think he tried to extricate himself from the Trump University lawsuit as well. So. Oh, yes. So we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, but until then, I yeah. think that would be it for today. Thank you so much for joining us on Justice is Served. You can like, tweet, yeah. comment, share. Um, all that Five good stars. stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, tweet me at Chelsea Galicia. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. And be back here next week for another episode of Justice is Served. Thanks for joining us. See you See next you time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Gabriel Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live. 
the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.